Welcome to Community Beyond Camo, where we discuss everything military spouse and beyond. I am Kristen Jacobs, a mom and former military spouse turned successful entrepreneur. I've gathered years of experience and some crazy stories about navigating the unique challenges that we face as military spouses while working on our relationships, our family, and building our own careers. Each week, myself and my guests are going to bring you stories that inspire you to keep going when things get tough, give you a laugh, and let's be honest, sometimes a good cry when you need it the most. You'll leave this podcast feeling connected, supported, and ready to tackle whatever life or the military throws your way. We are here for each other. We are a community beyond camo. Let's get to it. Hello, and welcome to another episode of Community Beyond Camo. I'm your host, Kristen Jacobs, and today I'm going to take you on a personal journey, one that involves a significant life change, an international move, and a whole lot of challenges. So grab a cup of coffee, a glass of wine, or some water, if you're like me, to listen to podcasts while you get movement in, and let's dive into my story. I was at work at the new job that I found in Memphis, Tennessee at a finance company, and I got a phone call. It was my husband, and he had big news. He told me that he had visited and discussed what was available for our next move, PCS, and it would either be Baltimore, Maryland, or Iwakuni, Japan. I could sense the excitement in his voice as he asked what I thought. And without hesitation, I asked him which option he preferred and which would be the most advantageous for his career. And his answer was clear that he felt it was Iwakuni, Japan. So what do I do? I say, let's do this. Let's go. It wasn't that simple. There were steps involved to get to an overseas location It involved paperwork, physicals, a lot of uncertainty. I had a history of knee issues and a rare joint condition that concerned me. I had a lot of surgeries. I had one scheduled for the future before we were to PCS. And I was really concerned that my medical condition might keep us from being able to go to the duty station he really wanted. Despite my fear I definitely listed my previous surgery and my future surgery date and details and the fact that I had synovial chondromatosis on our paperwork. Eventually, we received news that we were going to Iwakuni, Japan. It was approved and we were excited. But in a way, I was, you know, it was it was bittersweet because I had worked so hard to to get the job that I had just a little over a year before. And I had built a career trajectory. I had a promising future with that job and with that company. And I was leaving just like that. But not only that, there were complications in the the PCS itself. My husband went before me for a, a, a couple of reasons. I had a, another knee surgery scheduled, so I needed to stay to have that done. I was going to be in my best friend's wedding. I was not missing that. So the movers came, packed everything up. My husband PCS'd and I remained behind. My parents came and stayed in the apartment and rented furniture since 
everything had been packed up and moved. And so we had the furniture we needed. They stayed with me and took care of me after surgery. And I was able to stand by my best friend's side as she got married. So my parents were there to support me through surgery. And then after my best friend's wedding, I began my solo journey to Japan. And it was quite the adventure. If you have ever had government schedule your flights, it's not always efficient. (laughs) It doesn't always make sense. But I had a long journey ahead of me to get to Japan. And I remember just fresh out of knee surgery, I was at LAX. It's the first time I'd ever been to LAX. And it was later in the evening. It was, it was very late. Everything was closed. LAX is pretty big and I needed to go from one end of the airport to the other to get to the gate that I was going to fly out of. And I had to walk all of the little, you know, carts that will drive you were parked. No one was working. I get to my gate and I am really one of the only people there. I pull out my tablet that I bought to keep in touch with family while I was overseas and just kind of chilled and tried to get some sleep because I had a pretty long layover. There were no coffee shops open. There were no shops in sight. The layover was long. And so eventually I got to Tokyo. Once I got to Tokyo, I took a bus to the other Tokyo airport, then got on my flight to Hiroshima. On the long flight to Tokyo, though, I I had to make sure that I got up and walked every so often to prevent blood clots in my knee or around in my leg. And, And I just happened to have a seat that was in the dead center of the four or five seat row in the middle of the plane. So I always had to kind of all over people, but I let them know in advance, like, sorry, I'm going to have to get up. I'm going to have to walk around. And if they were sleeping, I would just hop over them. But once I got to Hiroshima, I was excited. My husband had borrowed a friend's vehicle and was waiting for me at the airport. And when I saw him, it was just a flood of emotions, excitement, Excitement number one, exhaustion from the travel, contentment to be back where he was, and just happiness to see our new home. So there's one perk. There's one perk about PCSing after my husband. I didn't have to stay in temporary housing at all. Once I arrived in Japan, we were already in our permanent housing on base. And so that made it extremely easy for me. And so... All of our furniture was already set up. I could just take it easy and relax. Now, that was my adventure, the first part of it. On the next episode, we'll talk about what happened once I was in Japan, starting from Hiroshima. But let's talk about some helpful tips for your PCS. Number one, triple check your orders. Double check them, check them again. Because without your orders being correct, you're not going to be able to move forward with 
everything you need to do to relocate. Scheduling everything is it's not going to happen if your orders aren't correct. So double check that. Make sure the details are right. And with any move, with absolutely any move, military or not, purge, 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 purge. Get rid of like take stock evaluate what you have, get rid of what you haven't touched in a month, two months, three months, clothes you haven't worn in six months, get rid of it. With military moves, especially you have a total weight allowance. So you want to make sure that you do everything you can to keep under that total weight. And if you're purging what you're not going to need, that help, even if it means getting a storage unit until you get back to the States, make sure that when you receive your household goods, that anything that's marked damaged, you inspect it before you sign the sheet. You want to make sure that you agree with the condition that has been labeled by the moving company before you sign off on it. One helpful tip that I suggest you do before you get packed up and move is research where you're going. Reach out, join some groups, get to know people, find out about what amenities are available, whether you're going to live on base or off base and what that might look like. And find out about the schools and the neighborhoods. And then also, this can be said for absolutely any move, Know that things are going to go wrong. Expect the unexpected. Um, As a side note, this should make any military move you've been through sound a little bit better, I hope. My mom just moved up to Wisconsin from Georgia. I've moved a lot. My sister has moved a lot. My mom has never moved solo. We lost my dad in 2016, and this is the first move she's ever done alone. She was downsizing, so she has a very nice home in Wisconsin, but the home that she shared with my father was a two-story home. It was very big. She had four acres of land. She has a lot. And I don't know if it's a Southern thing or if it's a generational thing, or if it's just the style of the house that she had, but every single nook and cranny of the house was filled, just full of something. And so she had quite the job ahead of her to pack it up all on her own. And she didn't do her research and get quotes from other moving companies. She went with one that had been recommended to her. She didn't look at reviews. She didn't look into them at all. Thankfully, that part is pretty much taken care of when you're moving with the military. But she was told by the moving company that there would be a semi with four movers at her house to pack it up. A small moving truck gets there. Not a semi. A small moving truck that there is absolutely no way my mom's stuff is going to fit on with a driver who doesn't speak English He speaks Russian, and he communicates through a translator app on his phone. There are two other guys that show up that come to find out were local to my mom's town in Georgia and had responded to a Craigslist ad. (laughs) 
were movers. That's where they came. They were not professional movers. They were just local guys that responded to a Craigslist ad to then meet the mover at my house, my mom's house, and move all of her stuff. So needless to say, absolutely nothing went as planned. (laughs) Nothing was as the moving company said it would be. And there were a lot of unexpected surprises along the way that were not happy surprises. So thankfully, through all of the challenges, she did end up getting all of her her belongings, which was a huge surprise to all of us. And there was only a little bit of damage. So there's that. But it was an ordeal. So you you may not have that many issues, but you should always expect the unexpected. Be prepared for the unexpected. Take a class on base or online to learn about your new duty station. You can take a Lynx class and then just remember to breathe and focus on what you have. Focus on what's going good. Focus on your family. Focus on all of the blessings you have. And hopefully that will help any strain or stress because it is stressful to move no matter how many times you've done it. No matter if it's second nature or not, it can still be stressful. Just remember to breathe. Focus on the good. So that was my PCS experience, my journey from Tennessee to Japan. It was filled with challenges and a lot of emotions. And I just hope that these tips can help you on your own PCS journey, whether it's across the country or around the world. And I want to thank you for joining me on this episode of Community Beyond Camo. I know that you have your own stories and they're probably way better than mine. And I would love to hear them. So drop them in the comments. Let us know your own stories or topics that you'd like explored. Go ahead and reach out. And remember that you get to choose whether challenging times are a struggle or an adventure. Check your mindset and let's ride the adventure wave. Thank you for joining us on Community Beyond Camo. Thank you for listening to Community Beyond Camo. Did something speak to you in this episode? We'd love to hear from you. Go ahead and leave a rating and review. 